Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we watched three things this week. We watched the fourth episode of Miss Marvel on Disney+, Plus. then we watched the new film Mr. Malcolm's List, and finally we watched just the first episode of The Terminal List, which is a new Amazon Prime series with Chris Pratt and Constance Wu. Major spoiler alert for all of those things, and then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion as there are a couple of quick follow-up points, and without further ado, here's We're Watching What? All right, we are three quarters of the way through Miss Marvel at this point, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was like, what episode are we on? Uh, we're three like, quarters of the way through Miss Yeah, I know. I was like, I know it's six. <laughs> I just didn't remember if we were on four or five. Oh, we went on a field trip this episode. That's what happened. How yes. did we feel? I'm still enjoying it. I Yeah. I'm carrying a tad less than I had been. I'm still really enjoying it. I think it's really fun and well put together, but I I'm not really invested in the gin. <laughs> like they're mm. fine but i'm just a little bit kind of like okay you know like and we got into this it kind of got into okay another mythical realm mm-hmm. and the perils of that and unleashing something onto our realm and blah 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 and it kind of like kind of with i don't know if it's in line with exactly what you were touching on about fears last week dana but it was kind of giving me kind of like oh this is what you did in shang chi mm-hmm. you know like a little bit yep yep it, it, uh, but, it went in that direction i mean it's yeah, I'm still enjoying myself thoroughly, having a good time. But, like, I mean, same. This episode wasn't my favorite. You know, I liked all the character stuff a lot, right? Like, I like grandma. I like mom and grandma. I like, you know, like that whole stuff. I didn't really like the red sword stuff. I thought that was, you know, a little boring, a little, like, been there, a little, you know. And I don't want us to get to the point where she's saving the world <laughs> by herself. Well, yeah, I didn't get the sense that she's going to achieve that. But I did have a lot of questions because I think this was our most action heavy episode, which I, you know, as I was watching, I was like, oh, we're all going to not love this. I do. I like that they gave it the same amount of budget. It felt like that, like one of the movies maybe he gets, you know, it, it felt like they invested in the the ambiance and the sets and the design and everything like that. But I was like, mm-hmm. this is too much action. Like this fight yeah. is not and then also again when had she been training like why is she suddenly able to fight this guy like no yeah. it was not the cleanest fight but between this and like trying to save the kid from the tower you know what has she been practicing we just aren't seeing it like is that what well, we're meant to believe the fight at the brother's wedding i liked because she was still falling over and just not really being all that so you know sometimes she was being successful but not always and this was a little more okay You've learned we just needed was- like just a training montage with the red swords. Like they meet her, they help her. Tra- you know what I mean? A little bit more time, know. but I think mm-hmm. to the just point of the saving the saving the world thing, whether that's something that she's going to accomplish or it's gonna be that, this felt like because it's like oh, if their dimension it'll tear into ours and blah blah. It it does feel like suddenly the stakes are the world, or could mm-hmm. become the world, and that is where it's a little like. Oh, it was kind of nice that it was more contained and more just kind of feeling like a personal story. And it is still very personal. I like that. But yeah, and like they're doing a good personal... job of keeping it fairly personal. But I'm I'm with you in the same boat. We're basically like, I just wanted it to be a little contained story about her. And then maybe she meets some other supers. And then we get to see, you know what I mean? We get to see her grow and whatever. I just think jumping immediately into like, she has to maybe save the world is just a little. Well, and I think it's the, it's the difference between also, this was giving us some, someone who is, I think we talked about this, choosing to be, to wants to be a superhero and is choosing it. Mm. And obviously this is kind of thrust upon her. And I think in the comics as well, of course, she gets these abilities, right? Different abilities, but abilities. But 
the story has kind of remained like this is what she wants and it's great now she gets to see if she really likes it or not and get good at it but then when you kind of add in all this stuff and it's like oh okay so your heritage and all your lineage actually conveniently lines up with the fact that you are going to have to probably save the world at some point. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. And so it starts to feel a little more formulaic, I think, than it was feeling. Yeah, exactly. I just wanted, you know, I don't know, just like a normal origin story. And then she can work up to saving the world, you know? Yeah, like in Marvel, yeah, think... I'm sure she'll be saving more than the world. But <laughs> but here. Exactly. And like, well, we're going to get there. So it's just kind of fun having... Yeah, I think the Marvel formula for origins used to be, you know, hero intro, power, you know, see them in their life before powers save the world, right? Like that's the first phase, second phase, etc. And what was nice about this is that we were spending so much time in the like get to know them part. Like I think the things that work so well about the show, like the standout moments of this episode to me were had nothing to do with anything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? It was just like with the grandma and the, you know, the second that they get off the plane, the grandma criticizes the mom's skin and sweating to death in Asia or Pakistan, you know, it's just like, I, those were all moments I was like, I get it. You know, I have been here or the, the moment with the, not toffees, were they toffees? What were the candy? Yeah, toffee. Yeah, yeah, it was just, just like yeah. so sweet. And I was like, huh. and also question, why would the grandmother want to leave her beautiful, amazing, ridiculously large house in Pakistan and come to okay, New they made Jersey? That, honestly, they made that very strange that the mom even wanted to leave. I, they kind of built it as the the grandma was crazy and so she couldn't go around her door. But I was like, they look like they have a pretty nice life in Pakistan, you guys. Like, you yeah. don't know. This isn't like the immigrant rags to, you know what I mean? Like they had such a hard, terrible life. You yeah, know, I'm sure they did when they first then, got there and post, you know. Yeah, but, but it was just like fairly successful because they were even they even went to a country club where she couldn't wear her jeans inside. So like obviously the family wasn't doing poorly. So them coming to America and struggling is at least just a little less. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Yeah, and it's it's like okay, maybe she's built wealth over time there once the you know her daughter branched out whatever it is but still i was like at this point why are you trying to take her out of this place like she's doing was, just great <laughs> like, it was a weird suggestion and it was kind of like well of course she's not gonna leave like i'll move there like, why would she do that yeah yeah, it just, yeah it's like you uh, then it here. just made me question the origin like the immigrant story a little bit like i was like oh well, okay i mean yeah part of me is like okay i get it like wealth in another country does not always like you can you can have much more in another country. No, why would you want to come to the States if you had that much over there? That's what I mean. Well, but maybe like, what I'm saying is like at the time, maybe, you know, she didn't have yeah, as much. No, we don't yeah. know. But it um, may, that may well, seem yeah. like. Yeah. And there, and there could be, I think it's something where I, I think it could still be super valid. Like we could learn, obviously mom became kind of quintessential immigrant mom that we've come to know in media. And I think is pretty true to a lot of people's experiences. But I think that there could be something to be said about, you know, she is her daughter's mother also and is very like she had this rebellious streak and didn't want to live the life that mm. her mom wanted her to yeah. live and stuff and so yeah. you can want to go to the states and build something for yourself and have it be still that story even if you're giving up something that you know to some other people looks better it's not better to you you know so yeah that's true yeah still be that but who knows we'll see i still mom is still my favorite character <laughs> <laughs> She's so oh no, great. Grandma usurped as my new favorite character. Grandma is, yeah. yeah, Grandma's wonderful, but Mom just brings the laughs. I don't know. She just, I love her, and um, yeah, I, it continues to have a ton of heart too, which is great. Like I think, I think we all. It sounds like we all agree this is probably the weakest episode for us, but I, mm-hmm. I think it still largely feels like a successful show, and I'm still excited where, to see where it goes. 
Yeah, just because I'm so invested in like their family. I will say, speaking of mothers, you want to talk about a cold-hearted mother? <laughs> is when what's her yeah. face, the clandestine one, just like just like leave my son to die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was great though. Choices. She's she was like you made your choice, and I was like, yeah. oh, okay. I he just like that, got though. you out of there, you know, like yeah. He was like the spark to get you out of that situation, and suddenly it's like leave us. Well, yeah, he's dead to me. But yeah, I like I like how I appreciate how cutthroat she is. I only wish that she was a little more interesting to me so far. I want I, if they're gonna be the big bads here. I kind of I we got to know her some, but I want to know more. And I kind of wish this episode dove even further into the backstory with them to make me yeah, feel but, stakes a little bit more for them. And I don't feel it so much. I feel like we sort of got it in like third party narration from the what yeah. are they the red knives or whatever that. I zoned out so hard during that explanation because I was just like, "This is I didn't, not well done." I honestly <laughs> didn't pay a whole ton to the like. I was sad when he when he got killed, like, but yeah, yeah, but I the like the map good. on map and the thing. Yeah, and it the, was a lot. I was, just, I was just like, "Oh, there's so much exposition right now that I'm just kind of like, ugh." That's mm-hmm. where I got to the point of I was like, "Oh, yeah, okay." So now you're you're building, and I was just bummed because I was just like, "Oh, I just liked that she just, you know what I mean, stumbled across this thing and then." Maybe, you know, she needs to help these travelers get home or maybe not or figure that out. But, like, yeah. I don't know. I didn't want a world-saving thing. Like, like I think that I, I – yeah, if you took that element out of it, I think I would, what I would have liked better was whether it was Kate Bishop or anyone else, someone tracked her there and found her and was, like, yeah. trying to – whatever. And it's still a bit of, like, figuring out how what the hell's going on, how do we fix this, without this whole, well, here's well, what's going on in the realms and blah, blah, blah. Right, or the stakes need to be less. Like it could still be the the knives, whatever. But it mm-hmm. it just like it needs to be less. Like the worlds are gonna collide and explode, or whatever. Because I like wherever we went at the end. I don't like, but at least wherever we went at the end of the episode felt more interesting to me. And it's like cool. We're exploring that connection that they've been hinting at this whole time between you know her past and and the Bengals and all that stuff. I was like, yeah. we didn't need the bad people necessarily for that plot line. Like we could have just been like, she puts it on. Weird things happened. You know, somebody doesn't have right. to be after it. The government could be after it. That's fine. That was they already like introduced that. Yeah, but I don't know if they're adding to it <laughs> at this point for me. Now, do we? Yeah, think- we'll see. I just hope it doesn't get too complicated. You know. Do we think that if she acquires? The second one, Aisha. Is that, how does her name? The bad. The bad. Oh no, grandma. Who? It was. I. How do you have? He's like. How do you have Aisha's bangle? Aisha is the great grandma, right? Great grandma. But it's like, if they, well, if they, if she were to acquire the second one, because they were like, oh, they're always they're a pair and this and that, whatever. Yeah. And we kind of talked about the potential of the nega bands or whatever. Do we think that it's going to unlock something crazy within her and her powers are going to get even more juiced up some weird way? Or yeah, do we probably. Think, and I don't really want uh, As it is, I will say, I can appreciate the powers and I'm, I'm okay with them enough. Like, okay. But in this one especially, and I, I get it, I would utilize this a lot too if people were constantly trying to get me with knives and stuff. But it feels like she's, even though she does enlarge her hands and do stuff like that, that's fun. I feel like she she still is very reliant on just like let's have a shield and like like this using the energy to make shields and platforms and stuff and it's like I kind of want like I, I kind of want more well, of the enlargement stuff because it's I guess I'm different. I feel like we haven't clarified what the scope of her powers are because like yeah. to me the way they're visually represented it makes me feel Green Lantern e right where it's just like she could think it and it makes it rainbow you know it does because she's able to manifest things outside her body so it's not just like oh that's how they're doing in Biggin. But, you know, she can also in Biggin, sort of. So I don't 
I don't know where it is. So maybe this does, I, I don't, I don't know where it's going, honestly, yeah. but I, uh, I, yeah, I thought I, <laughs> I thought we were going to get a grandfather paradox scenario where like, it turns out that she's the one who leads her grandmother to back to the train. Right. That's what we're, oh, that it feels like cute. we're setting up. Yeah. Cause you know, then cute. she like shows the stars and it's like, oh yes, that's what led her and got her onto the train. It's like, but then it's like, okay, well how did she get there? If she went back in time and do it, you know, anyway, yeah. grandfather paradox. Well, grandmother paradox, I guess in the right. scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, what happens if you went back and killed your own grandfather? Like, would you, you know, you'd cease to be right. But how'd you do it? Anyway. Um, I've been watching umbrella Academy. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm still excited for this next episode, which, people to hear this after it's out so you know any predictions yeah I was <laughs> my prediction next... is great my, mine's grandmother paradox yeah i could see that i hope if they do that it it isn't just a total mess yeah sometimes that <laughs> makes things it's always time travel's always messy so as I'm, i've talked about it on here before but it's a lot, often not my favorite trope just because it i can't just accept it i have to like think oh, we've, about we've everything about, about yes, it nobody, you know yeah. so like i feel like and and with the the multiverse stuff and the realms and all the different stuff it's already so kind of the whole Marvel universe is getting so convoluted, the MCU, like already with a, with so much that like adding in another element of time travel that's different than the kind of element we already saw would might confuse me. <laughs> but, or might just make me like my head, my head explode a little bit. But if it's done well, it can be touching. Sometimes that's all you need is you need the emotional beats to hit home really well. And then you yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, eh. and I think the, it would the, here. The but. setting that they have it in inherently makes it feel emotional so right. so i think it would be successful in that way for sure yeah but then we start picking it apart yeah anyway, <laughs> any other major predictions not a requirement not really interesting no. yeah not really <laughs> interestingly like i was yeah, like huh it's fun. i don't have a time i wasn't really i wasn't it. really expecting her to go back in the past and so i'm just kind of like huh i wonder what you do with this yeah. you know what i mean like I'm hoping it doesn't end badly, but time travel is not my favorite just like matt it just gets a little messy and weird so i'm just kind of like We'll see. It's also with the time travel. It's not like it because we know she's going to be in other things. It doesn't feel like there's stakes about her getting stuck there, you know. Yeah. So I'm just like, all right, well, let's go on an adventure. I'm yeah. kind of like save your right. grandmother. I just kind of like, yeah. okay, we'll see what happens here. I'm not really sure, you know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't have a ton of predictions, and I think that's partly what I think I'm liking is that it's it's I think one of the first. Really, probably the first, if not maybe Moon Knight a little bit, but the first show where I am Marvel show where I'm kind of just turning my brain off in a way that's like eh, I don't really, I don't really know know what exactly is coming. So it's kind of fun just to watch it and not mm-hmm. be like hoping for this and that and everything, and then kind of being disappointed even though I shouldn't be. You know? Yeah, I think I think taking such a different up. track with this character, like she, the heart of her is the same, right? But like mm-hmm. everything else is different, so it's kind of like even though I've read a decent amount of the character, I still don't have. Like, I'm not waiting for these things that happened in those to happen. You know what I mean? Right. Because she's such a different powers in place, yeah. different everything yeah. that it's sort of like, I don't know. I don't even know if I want any of that stuff to happen. You no, know, I don't, want, I don't want it to happen at this point. So anyway, um, I'm just looking forward to seeing what happens next. Yeah. I All think right. Mephisto probably. But other than that. Like, <laughs> definitely. Definitely always. Without right? a like, doubt. Yeah. Mephisto. It seems like when it, one. in doubt, Mephisto out. This has got to be the one, one, right? This is the one. This is the moment. This is, someday. Someday You're it will right. happen. Could you imagine? Can you just imagine, though, if it it won't? But could you just imagine if we all came back next week and I was like, oh, well. <laughs> so it was actually Mephisto, you guys. So, it, yeah. <laughs> of all the shows. <laughs> of all the shows. <laughs> 
How? Uh, what if? What if Moon Knight had been Mephisto? I think that would have been the like. I think I would have been really upset, but I, it also might have made the show. Think so good. too. I think it wouldn't have redeemed it for you. I think it, you know it wouldn't have mattered if they'd handed you the thing that you wanted so badly because the show was so bad. Then <laughs> you'd be like, yeah. no. Yeah, Don't either, do it would have, either it would have been really a big, big slap Bring in the face. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a slap in the face, or somehow it would have redeemed the show in a way that like made it interesting. I don't think but, it would have. I, 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 I not, really, but yeah, yeah. Like, but, yeah. You know. Uh, all right. Well, okay. Mephisto or Grandmother paradox for next week. Those are. It's only one of the two. Can only go one of the two ways. Maybe it could be both. We never know. That's true. Mephisto <laughs> is her grandmother. Bam. Yeah, exactly. Done. Wow. Just, like, don't twist. limit yourself. Don't limit yourself. You know. That's true. Marvel, we're available. We're available for your next phase five. <laughs> you need some writers. We're here. <laughs> yes. We are available to make this work. Yes, we're available for notes, etc. Um, this is I don't know how to pivot from this, but um there is a weird connection, but I, I, I it requires a lot of setup. So we're just gonna move to it and then I'll go back to it. We watched a film called Mr. Malcolm's List. I want to start with Jackie. Mm. How, yay nay on the the jackie this type of romance scale oh i liked it i wouldn't like i have notes obviously but um, <laughs> i enjoyed myself okay uh matt i was like my my connection here is i i think this this my main takeaway was that this felt a little multiverse of uh, jane austen like this is like yeah, I tried. a different a different yeah. <laughs> different universe of a Jane Austen story. Yeah. See, my main notes are I really wanted to be Pride and Prejudice yeah. with like yeah. a narrator for some reason, and I hate narration, so that's a big part of it. <laughs> but like, and it was very spoon fed to you. Like every character was like, and then he wouldn't like you because you know what I mean. Like it was yeah. very like I'm going to explain exactly what's happening in this scene to you kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so if they'd done away with that. And just told their own story or done something a little less predictable somewhere, it would have been like a much better movie. This is my question. Did you feel that any of the characters had romantic chemistry? No, no. Matt, and it's an I audio appreciate- form and you have to say no, words. No. You can't just- <laughs> yeah. yeah, Matt was like shaking his head very vehemently. Nobody can see this <laughs> except for us. So you don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, and so I think like it's one of those movies where it's, right up my jam, right? I, and I loved the diverse, you know, characters, you know, um, and and the world they sort of built in that way. But I mean, you have to do chemistry tests before you get someone, you know? And then just making the guy so Mr. Darcy and it was just, it was a lot. You know what I mean? Like there was just, but I, I still, I still had a decent time. Okay. Yeah, my biggest, when it comes to the chemistry stuff or kind of just casting in general, I, I felt Mr. Malcolm himself, I, I get they were going for a Darcy thing, mm-hmm. but it felt like he he just wasn't bringing any charisma to the role at all. Like he was just very, he was not playing very it in like dour. <laughs> but it's like felt, you, but Mr. Darcy has soft spots, is the thing, or at least the way yeah, that when he's done. It didn't feel very right? layered. Yeah. It didn't feel like it had, uh, there was a lot of intrigue there, like depth there. It just felt like it was just, the like, main, I'm just going to serious. The main girl. Uh, I forget the actresses, but I think she did a good job. Of oh, having, Frida Pinto? Like, yeah, I thought she did decent. Was I she... was really confused by her accent. I don't know. I was very like, I don't yeah, understand what we're going I mean, for I, here. You know, I don't really care about accents, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but this was like distracting for me. I was very like, mm-hmm. I, I know her accent in real life, and I kept hearing that, but then I was like, are you trying to be British? Or I are we she was not? trying to be like semi-British. Like semi- um, well, I know she sometimes sounded like she was trying to be British, but sometimes not. And so I was very confused by it. And then they well, made the like 
the the school friend so unlikable that it was just kind of like, all right, you know, you know. Um, I was beyond distracted by, I'm 90% sure that Frida Pinto was pregnant during this and just like they were trying to hide it aggressively and not doing a good job. I thought that too sometimes. Yes. I kind of wondered. Yeah. Uh, Looking at the timelines, they started filming in 2021, March 2021, and she had a baby in 2021. So I'm like, okay, I think the timelines matched up. Like, you know, the... The, the fashion is somewhat forgiving of that, but there were times where I was like, you are hiding this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we are framed sense. very high up. Yeah, I was surprised uh, to learn it was a book. That. I didn't know it was a book. You know? Well, well do, you, do you want to play the, what the Marvel connection game is? Well, I know that that's Baby Loki in there now. But well, what? Wasn't what do you mean? the other actress pregnant with Tom Hiddleston's baby? Was she with Tom Hiddleston? And like, I'm sorry, did they have a baby? Is she pregnant? They are engaged. Oh, I thought she was pregnant. I think she just showed up to a carpet with him recently and had a whole baby no, they, they, on. Oh, you, oh, no, you are right. I missed that part of it. They uh, yes, announced like, that they are engaged no. and that they are pregnant. Okay. Yeah, like so, she arrived yes. to a carpet and she's like in a maternity gown. Like it's like she's Okay, didn't, yeah. didn't notice that part. Um, yeah, so Zoe Ashton is uh, Tom Hiddleston's now future baby mama. Um. Mrs. Loki, but there are more Marvel connections. So it started as a book, and then it was actually already made into a short film starring Gemma Chan. Yeah, again, I like audio that. medium. I like, People are showing surprise faces. I like that uh, better. I like that, I like better, that better. And then, unfortunately, <laughs> Gemma Chan dropped out, which I'm very saddened by. My guess might actually be to film Eternals. So it was Gemma Chan as Zoe Ashton's character, the the friend, and then Frida Pinto. I think was still Frida Pinto, the you know main lady. And then they said that uh, the, I think Mr. Malcolm was Mr. Malcolm. And then when Gemma Chan dropped out, Constance Wu was announced as her replacement, and the guy from Outlander was on the cast at some point. I don't know who he was supposed to be. Maybe yeah. the general, well, the like captain person possibly who most likely the 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 other love interest who suddenly out of nowhere is like by the way i love you <laughs> like yeah, okay. yeah i thought they had kind of cute chemistry when she would like be barbing and he would be like laughing at they it they had you better know? chemistry than the other yeah, the main I think couple the did. other main yeah. couple did but i would but also, also say that that could have been if they hadn't spent so much time explaining the plot to us they could have built more chemistry and more interest well i just felt like zoe ashton's character was a monster and like didn't deserve a happy redeeming ending you know well they didn't make her redeemable at all which is what's interesting because usually at least the austin version of that character is usually well austin doesn't actually have very many devious characters but i would say that like the friend person that would be sort of clueless and whatever is usually that's what i mean it would be like a clueless Mm-hmm. Like it, would, it would be like person. a naive mistake a naive my yeah. mistake not like an actual like i'm malicious an who wants to yeah. ruin your life kind of mistake. yeah well and I, yeah. I don't i don't recall the exact actual all the details of it from when i watched it of the list itself but i remember not thinking that i was all that offended that he had a list it's weird that he wrote it down i guess and shared it with a friend but we all have mental lists <laughs> About yeah, in our lives, it's like I don't know. Is that like weird? I guess I think back there's then, something about n- numbering and prioritizing yeah, it that makes I, it a little like. Yeah, and I guess it was her pride was hurt, and I totally get that. I mean, but... you can understand my pride getting wounded by something like that. Like I don't to be to enough to be like somehow. I'm going to ruin you. Yeah, yeah, but not yeah. just ruin you, ruin my friend in the process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I also thought it was 
the friend has made it clear that she like doesn't want to participate in this anymore. You're ruining whatever little prospects she had. And also like you, I don't know if she's just so ignorant that she didn't pick up on the fact that like they actually like it or whatever. It just, and then once she made it clear that like, I like this dude, she just seemed to have no remorse about it. Yeah. She was really, and when yeah. she got caught, she should have just explained herself at that point. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Building that whole like, and then he has to run after her. Like, it was so dumb. Like, it was like, this is... Locking your friend in a room is deranged. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, guess well, friend I mean, is in quotes at that point, you know? Yeah. Well, and not to make, to go too superficial about all of it, but I was, a few of some of the lines, I was a little taken aback by when we were talking about, I know it's about wealth and stuff, social standing as well. It's not just all about looks. Yeah. But there was a specific line about Frida Pinto not being like an object of desire. Or something. I don't remember how they said it, but like mm. in comparison to Zoe, I, and talking about this and that, whatever. And I remember just thinking, like, I was like, Frida Pinto. Pinto, I feel is pretty unconventional or pretty conventionally agreed gorgeous. upon as like a gorgeous human <laughs> as, like, being. A gorgeous yeah. body. And so it's a thing where I, it was just a weird, <laughs> weird moment for me where I was just like, why should this have been someone a little more dowdy? I don't know. Like, I wonder, I wonder if they meant weird. it in like it's more because it's more because she has no fortune and she's yeah, like she's, she's, her she's, circumstances she's, aren't. She has no social standing whatsoever. Yeah. So it's like, like her dad is a poor, um, yeah. you know, um, man and whatever. So if he's the son of an earl, he's pro- he's supposed to marry someone who is the same social standing. Yep. Luckily, yeah. he's the third yep. son. So you can get away with a little bit more of being the third son, but but honestly, like she's pretty lowly. Yeah, that makes sense, and that 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 clarifies. I think I think that was that the line was specifically they used, even though I, I, that makes sense. They used the word attractive. I think is what it was, and that's why I couldn't. Oh. I was like, and I get you know. It's like, yeah, like, I don't yeah, think the writing did the best standard. job of like it yeah, was, it was like, Jane Austen, right? So it's like they tried to yeah. use the words that like Jane Austen would have used, yeah. but they just didn't quite. It didn't order them right. in a way. You know, like, yeah, it just felt. Yeah. Like the whole time I was like, God, he wants so badly to be Pride and Prejudice and you are just not, you know, like. I feel like it's like it, you fed all the Jane Austen stories to an AI that was like pretty decent and it spit it back out. You know, it was like changed enough of the stuff so you and wouldn't get the worst. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've definitely <laughs> yeah. seen worse movies. Yeah. But it just was a little like it over explained itself a lot and then it didn't. You know, it didn't allow for breathing room for the characters and like some fun, you know. I think yeah. it, none of that would have mattered if I had felt like there was chemistry, romantic yeah. chemistry between That's the, the thing is it because we forgot it way be, worse for her. Yeah. Yeah. It's, if the act if the acting and the writing, you know, the plot can suffer, but if the if the characters end up having enough like fire between them that you just kind of get invested and care about them at all in, in the romantic escapades, it can totally like, be I, enjoyable and even though it's predictable as hell, I should have been like holding my breath when he's like running towards her in the carriage and being so excited that they finally figured it out and like whatever. But I was just kind of like, eh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like nice. I was like, too. how you fast know? can that horse move or how slow is this carriage going? <laughs> yeah. I, I will give credit where credit is due. We sort of started to talk about this last round table, but I do, I'm so appreciative that when they went for this cold colorblind casting thing that they actually included Asian people. You know, yeah. and that clearly the the mother was cast or as the mother when it was probably going to be an Asian person's part. I was like, I don't care. I'm so happy that like the yeah, cousin is um like Ashley Park is in it. You know, the the mom um you know Zoe Ashton, all of that for like free print. I, that just made me so happy, which is why I also wish it had 
had better chemistry to all of it than I could have been like, look, we have it. It works. You can't, no arguments here. Like, I liked it marginally better before I learned that Gemma Chan was in it. <laughs> I mean, I, I just love her. So, I... <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. Not that there's not room for other people. She but was, I just, she was the know. she was the, uh, the like the character who we don't like. So maybe I know, maybe but I probably would. Gemma Chan. I know we probably would have forgiven. And Eternals was hundred percent better. You know what I mean? Like there was no. Well, I think I would have. I would have. Um, convinced myself to like that character had she done it well i think Gemma could have made that character a little more redeemable somehow like i don't know how but i just feel like there's yeah there's something about i feel like the way that Gemma can would have played like the calculating better than i don't know it's like some there were times where i didn't know if i believed that zoe ashen's character was like smart enough to pull some of this off yeah i think i think Gemma would have tapped into this kind of uh yeah, like calculated, but like this kind of deliciously evil type of thing. And not that she's evil as a character, but she, I think she could have sold that she got so sucked into this whole kind of just pride issue that she went dark and then she mm-hmm. pulls herself out of it. And it's like believable that she's like, okay, wait, I went really conniving here, but now. Right. And then showed some softness towards the friend and made it seem, you know what I mean? Just like a little bit. So it seems yeah, like she let us all down gently and then we'd be. <laughs> Be happy for her yeah. romance with Owen. What's his name? It's Owen, right? Yeah, uh, sure. Who also he was unrecognizable to me. I have seen him in a lot of things, and I was like, I it was like cool. for the first like twenty minutes, I was like, oh, that's what's his face. Well, the mustache. He had a mustache, right? Yeah, terrible mustache. Yeah, yeah. It, was a bad yeah. The, it was not the best costume and styling, but I just didn't recognize him. And he's usually, I think, he's Scottish or something or Irish, but I don't. Um, he does American accents pretty well, and then he's, he no, he's he's regular British. <laughs> Is he British? Regular old British. He is British? Okay, so I'm crazy. I thought I heard him talk before and he was like, maybe he plays. He he played, because I think his like biggest role was Divergent, right? And that's, those are set in. No, not him. I'm talking about the other guy. Um, I like him too, though. I do love him. Him Oh, the like, the cousin? Yes. Oh, no. I have to look it up. Nope, he's also regular British. (laughs) Is he also regular British? I'm just crazy. Just regular old vanilla British. (laughs) (laughs) He's just a Brit, you know? Um, you know yeah, but, but yo I like them both well enough but I, I uh, yeah Oliver Oliver Jackson he's in a lot of horror stuff that I like so anyway he's uh, yeah I'd never seen him before because he's in horror stuff so there we go you did see him an invisible man he's, he's invisible man but yes oh okay well I yeah. purged that from my brain yeah you PTSD'd uh, it but yep. yeah I did yeah how funny yeah, he's from England huh well yeah. anyway I thought he was fine but you know it was they were both fine but the styling was not <laughs> it wasn't really where what yes. we needed to be yeah uh would you recommend this i did i did tell my sister about it only because she likes this stuff and i think mm-hmm. that she will find mild enjoyment from it like i don't i she's not gonna be like oh wow my favorite film of the year but she'll enjoy watching it. yeah i reckon it i recommend it to my austin friends um just being like hey this isn't quite as good as prize prizes but it's, it's <laughs> It'll, it'll scratch your itch a little. That was my, I was like, this is more season two Bridgerton than anything else. Because I was like, it's not steep. It's very chaste as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and not the Pride and Prejudice, every iteration of it. Except I mean, he kisses Island, her in the drawing room, which would have been very scandalous. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like compared to uh, now that we are used to things like Bridgerton season one, it definitely falls into a more classic Austin uh, thing, which is why I would feel safe recommending it people if i knew other people aside from the ones i'm talking to <laughs> you I know? Cared. 
<laughs> I cared about that. And and Jamie, who's not here, but you know, that's no, I fair, guess Ellen. I could of, recommend it to Ellen. Yeah, she, <laughs> I was in fairness, you kind of recommend you recommended it to me because I didn't know this that's was a true. thing. And yeah. so you, you were like, hey, let's watch this. Yeah. Um, and I don't know go. if Jackie was on her radar, but <laughs> I, I was a wreck. You mentioned it last week too. <laughs> yeah. Can we already decided on this last? Well, yeah, we had the link. We watched it before last week. We just didn't. Well, yeah, yeah. I mentioned it before we got the link because I saw it on AMC's website or whatever. And I was like, what's this? There we go. All right. Well, Jackie's fault. Like, like, let's be honest. It looks like something I would care about. So I was like. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, and then continuing to ping around in our uh, uh, chain of things, Constance Wu would have been in this, but wasn't. But what she is in is the terminal list. How early did you tap out, Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> I tapped out like like a half hour in. So I mean, like oh wow, that's much longer than episode. I was expecting. Yeah, I was trying. I tried. I appreciate you know? it. Yeah, it's just. I mean, there there couldn't be anything less my up my alley. I think really. <laughs> uh, Matt, did you did war. you make it through? Yeah, I made it. Through. I only watched the first episode, but yeah. I, uh, oh no, I did not expect us to watch further. Than... Yeah. Yeah, I. I don't care about any of this kind of stuff usually at all. And Chris hurts it for me as well, which I think, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was able to get through it. I'm not going to continue it, but I thought it was for what it's trying to do. I thought it was decently done. Antoine Fuqua knows what he's doing. You know, it's like, okay, cool. But I, I just. When I I think if this is your thing, this is not a bad version of it. I don't think. I I don't know. So this is Maybe. this is what for me I call a dad my dad show, you know, where it's just yeah. like, well, he's it's a little more violent probably than he likes. Like he likes strategic, you know, blah blah blah. Like I haven't watched mm-hmm. it yet, but there's a show called The Old Man that I'm yeah. pretty sure is like his jam because one Jeff is old men. Yeah, Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow is like spy yeah. dude, you know, one um so you know, but I was like, oh, do I want to recommend this to my dad? Right. I don't it's like very intense. I Jackie, I thought you were gonna tap out during that first battle scene because I had to stop watching partway through because I started it like at night in bed and I was like, this is too much. I don't I don't want to deal with like this is so I was frenetic at like the phone quite a bit. I was like uh, understandable. I don't like this. Yeah. And I was trying to get it's, through it so I could get to the plot and see if I cared about any of it, you know, but no, not really. Yeah. It definitely, I feel, just from the one episode, should be a movie. If mm. it exists, it should have been a movie. Because for me, granted, okay, I, I'm not the audience necessarily typically for this kind of thing with a war movie or whatever. Uh, it was giving me kind of Hurt Locker vibes, how they were kind of touching on, okay, now you're back home and kind of mm-hmm. dealing with the PTSD and the stress of what you just went through. But then it's obviously trying to tap into this mystery, like who's trying to kill us and why type of thing, which I don't really care who and why <laughs> currently. And I feel like well, by the end of episode one, I mean, spoiler alert, but Jackie comes home and he finds his wife and his daughter dead after they try to kill him when he's getting oh. an MRI or whatever. Yeah. And in the uh, U.S., like at home. In the U.S., like they're know. home hunting him down now and he finds them dead and it's sad. And it was sad, but it but it's a thing where I, I don't. I don't feel compelled to learn who and why is doing well, this. Well, so this was the question I actually had at the end of the first episode because they do set up like a sort of level of instability. You know, I'm like, is is this actually happening? Or are we actually meant to believe yeah. that a conspiracy of this level is supposed to be being perpetrated in at our government level? You know, like obviously True. a work of fiction, but I'm just like, what boogeyman are you going to set up here? You know? Yeah, maybe, did- honestly, I, I thought it too when he was – when they had the gun, him at gunpoint in the you know whatever, 
I thought that too. And I was like, oh, is this like a, a fantasy? Yeah, a flashback or like a, yeah, yeah. And it very well could be. He called, the, you know, you have to go to the house, whatever. And like, yeah, they go to him, but then they had other people at the house killing them. It's like, yeah, it could be that because he can't accept that his friend maybe did kill himself. But it's something which that could be interesting, but I don't think that's the direction it's going. Yeah, that's the thing because because then I was I, I was thinking kind of homecoming ish a little bit, right? And like kind of thinking about that show and going into the psychology of trauma. Yeah, <laughs> I guess and kind of getting to the bottom of that, it becomes like such a character piece. And then the other one I'm talking about, like Hurt Locker. You know, I don't know if you guys have seen that, but character yeah. and kind of you know. You know, and it was, and I, it's not my favorite film of all time. I love that it beat Avatar at the Oscars, and it makes me very happy that Catherine Bigelow. I mean, that made me very for, happy. Yeah, score one for the ladies. <laughs> so score I, one so for the divorce lawyers. <laughs> yeah, so it, it goes on. It goes on my list because also James Cameron, I find insufferable. So it goes on my list of like, oh, that's a war movie I like, even though I'm, it was fine. But, but all that to be said, it had more of a clear direction and point I felt than this does, and I think that that's why I think the show model is going to make this suffer a little bit because it should just be more concise yeah you know i don't know but again part part of the reason i was like maybe will this will be semi-redeemable was because like the cast i was like oh okay you know like riley keogh i actually think is a pretty good actress and i i was weirdly thinking about her the other day because there's a couple actresses around that eight who like look like her and you know have so many things but i was thinking about zola i was like damn she was so good in zola and then i was like i was like oh she's in this and then dead gone no longer in it i was like well they're they're and and to your, like, if your thought was correct, I, I would actually like that probably better if he fantasized it and she's back. Or maybe we'll see her in flashbacks or something. But it was, seems like a weird, like, you're just going to have her one, kid, one episode and just, you know. Because yeah. she's not that much of a household name where it's like, oh, let's shock everyone by killing her off. But she's a big enough name to where, like, she deserves more than one episode. So, you know, it's, it's a weird yeah. thing. It's, but It's so strange to me that I'm like, she's not a household name because I'm like, but she, we know who she is, right? But that's I what I mean is like she's Elvis, not, you know, and yeah. I'm like, Bleh. true, true. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, yeah, you know, I, I, I think there's an audience for it. I would recommend it. To, I have some friends I think that would like it that I'd be like, yeah, watch it. But I'm, you know, it's just I'm not going to continue because I don't really care. I, the thing that bothered me, I was like, any, any show, any whatever that has calls anything in it, the Brotherhood, short of the mutants yeah. of X Men, and I'm like, this feels like white supremacist to me. Like I don't. I don't like the, Honestly, I get it, like, I get what they're trying to do, but I do not like it here. Yeah. Well, honestly, like, I, this is, this could come out in a very controversial way, I don't know, but I think partly what I don't like about military-focused movies in general is I don't, and I feel this way about sports movies, too, I don't like the, the crazy, severe, like, seriousness and, like, the brother and the blah, 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 this and that, whatever, and, like, the very toxic kind of masculinity part of it all. Mm-hmm. Like, and I and I don't mean to compare sports to war because it's very different, but I just, I see sports kind of try to emulate that a little bit, too. I think like, they get portrayed, like, not necessarily, like, the real-life yeah. things, but they get portrayed yes. in a cult-like yes. manner. Exactly, you know? and, and it comes across very cultish and very kind of, like, uh, like, I don't know, and I don't, and then when you, in these days, <laughs> in all days, but it's, you know, it just gets more prevalent. And then when you see it, it's like this white man who we don't like, not to speak for both of you, but like, no, I don't, we don't like, yeah. You know, like we don't, and well, it's like, and it, and it turns me off a lot. Well, I'm, not only you know, that, it's like there's, a, you know, I don't know if you got to this part, Jackie, but he, 
I don't know why he should be allowed to pull a gun on Constance Wu, just like on the street, you know, like her, she follows him. And then he like, he's like, hands on the car, whatever. But it's like, he's not a police officer. He's not active duty military right now, it seems like, you know, this isn't like a domestic terrorism threat. So it, I was like, as an Asian person, like with who violence against my community has been perpetrated so much of late, you know, every, you know, gun violence on its own. I was just like, yeah. why are we like allow nobody bats an eye at that? She's like, ha let me come to your house now full of guns. Like yeah. what? He's already been like, like you said, we're kind of questioning if he's stable. What's, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. And it, and it also, but, it, but I think to that point, it's portrayed in a way of like, we're supposed to be on this guy's side about his actions and about whatever. And so doing yeah. that, is something where it's like, yeah, see, this is this is reasonable. This is why you have to have a gun. You can be followed, blah blah. And it kind of, I don't know, I don't know what I don't know what the messaging is, but it just it feels weird. I don't like it. It feels indelicate and like yeah. possibly dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, not a well, recommend like I said, for me. I didn't. Even, yeah, I didn't it, even tell my dad. I mean, I'm sure he'll probably end up yeah. watching it, but you know, I was like, mm, no, no. It felt it for the most part. I felt I felt like the the look and the feel of it. It felt movie quality. It mm -hmm. was like okay, cool. But you know, I just. It's apparently eight episodes. Too many That's episodes. Thing. And I, many. I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, and they dropped them all, I think, right? So they're very, like. Well, and this one, and the first episode was an hour and five minutes, which is really kind of long for the first episode. Te television, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Sure is. Yeah. Well, all right. This my segue was gonna be speaking of long. We're watching what because I've been watching things that were way over long. Uh, but what else did we watch? We had a, a, a quite an extended amount of time. What else did we watch this week? I had a very busy weekend, but I did um, watch. Um, I've been watching Orville actually. I never oh. got into it. Um, and my friend Coffee is obsessed with this new season three. And I had watched like two or three episodes of the first season a long, long time ago and didn't really care. Um, and so now I'm like on. I don't know, episode eight or nine of season one. So making my way through. I I loved Orville. First and first and a half seasons. Um, halfway through the second season, I just dropped off because it got weird and self-indulgent a bit. We'll yeah, see. but I thought for a while I was like, oh, this was the best Star Trek show there was out there for a bit, you know. Speaking of not long enough, I watched Elvis. Oh, God. Oh, did you? Um, How was it? You know, it, it was like... I liked the first 15 minutes, <laughs> but this is a weird, it's like, I have this weird thing. I know I think I brought this up last week, but you said it, Dana, but like, if you ask me and you just say, Hey, do you like Baz Luhrmann? My answer is like, I love Baz Luhrmann and it's not true, but yeah. love Moulin Rouge and we, there are certain things we like, but it, yeah. But this, the, the reason I like the first 20 minutes or 15 minutes is that it, the whole thing was kind of cut together like the beginning of Moulin Rouge, which is very chaotic mm -hmm. and like, what's going on and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. but it had a vibe about it that I was like, oh, this is very Baz Luhrmann in a way that is good sometimes, right? But then it just was so, the whole thing felt like exposition. It felt like I was watching. It was like, exposition, yeah. Yeah, I, it felt like I was watching a two two hour and 40 minute highlight show of just like mm. weird, like, it, like it, there was just but, no. Yeah, not just it that, so it was like. Boring. Elvis is like a passenger in his own movie because it's all yes. narrated through his ma his manager, who's played like so Tom, by Tom Hanks, who's doing like a Bobo Dracula in it. Yeah, which and he's narrating it, but and it's kind of they're going for this whole kind of like, you know, he's telling the, his version of the story that makes him not out to be the bad guy, but we're seeing how he is the bad guy. But it also, you know, obviously Lisa Marie was involved, and so it's this thing where you look at it and it's like Elvis is an angel in this movie. 
And it was kind of bugging because I don't know everything. I mean, I'm not, I'm not invested in Elvis in general, but I was glad that we got to, we do get to see that the, his music that made him famous is not his music and it, it's inspired by, you know, the black community and all this. Different oh, not just and, inspired. Know, it's all, covers. It's all covers. It's cover, well, it's all covers, but I mean, like everything he was doing is inspired by them and the moves and all the different things. And we get to see that kind of stuff, but it's in very much a way where it's not that he was, it's not that they portrayed him as like an activist, but he was so just kind of like aware of where he came from and kind of like in a way that I don't yeah. think Elvis was. I think Elvis was happy to take credit for, for this stuff. And he, it's, it's, it's presented in a way where he's not that guy. Yeah. And it's like, he, okay. It like flirts with civil rights activism, but I don't think it was able to actively be like, oh, no, he was an advocate because he wasn't. You know, but it like That's tries to I mean. position yeah. him as close as they can get without like being like, oh, yeah. we're gonna get called out. Like <laughs> it was, it was kind of like, oh, and look at him; he's getting, he's getting arrested for, for doing these moves that black people do, and and like he's bringing it to the mainstream, trying to make things like, like as if that was what his goal was, other than just <laughs> having a, I don't know, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, I don't know. Austin Butler did a good job. I think he played Elvis better than Elvis played Elvis personally. Like if you watch him, like he was because he had some rhythm and stuff. You watch Elvis, it was, I mean, I think at the time it was pretty, you know, risque Novel. what he was doing. Yeah. But you look at his moves and the videos and stuff. I mean, he's stiff as a board. So, so I was like, okay, this, this felt like a believable version of the, of why Elvis became Elvis. But yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> well, that's, I, mean, that's honest, I tried to warn you off. I, you know, I, yeah, I just, I just was like, you know what? I'm going to have to have an opinion at some point. I'm going to have a better chance of getting through this in a theater than at home. Hmm. My friend was in town and like, hadn't seen it either. I was like, oh, let's just go to a movie. Why not? All right. That's fair. So I don't know. I watched uh, so many things. Uh, I, trudged through this season of Stranger Things, mm. which I started, stopped, started, stopped. And then finally I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, they released the last few episodes uh, last Friday. And I was like, okay, fine. They're two, like one and a half to two hour episodes. They didn't need to be this long. It was painfully long. Like there's so much they could have cut out and it would have felt so much better. And there were so many storylines. And I was just like, I don't care. And finally I just started watching on my computer so I could watch it at one and a half speed. But I didn't th think to do that till like the finale episode. And I was like, I should have been doing this for a while because this was, <laughs> I didn't miss anything, you know? It's just like, yeah. but then if I, what, you know, absolutely not. I watched <laughs> the latest season of Discovery so I could watch um, the new Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, but I haven't started that yet. Uh, I just finished Discovery today. And then... <laughs> I hate myself for this. I watched Minions uh -oh. The Rise of Gru. Because <laughs> oh. there was nothing else to review this week. And it was so painful. Oh, and it God. made so, so much money. Oh. Like Everyone so loves much. the Minions. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I just... I don't... I actually don't hate the first movie. No, the first it? one's fine. I feel like the second one was fine. You know, it's just... There Wasn't was there some... one with like the Queen of England and like sure, probably. I don't remember. I've seen enough of them, I guess. This one felt like like this. This one made me question my Michelle Yeoh can do no wrong philosophy because <laughs> oh. she was in it, and I was like, fine. And there's some weird aimed at the Asian market stuff in it that I was just like, I don't like what's happening here. It felt like we'd gone back to like 90s Orientalism stuff, you know, where it's like, I get it, they're minions singing, but mm, anytime you sing gibberish, 
you know, actually, I think they actually sang in Chinese, like the, the background track was in Chinese. But, you know, it's like, oh, we have to do like an Indiana Jones intro and go get go to Asia. We don't even say where in Asia. I think they were just like, we have to go to Asia and get this thing. You know, magic powers. I think they maybe maybe they even explicitly said China, but it's like, yeah, you know, Zodiac and all this. I was just like, what does this have to do with Gru? Like, why? How is Gru rising through this? This is what is happening here. It's I uh, anyway. I wanted to cry. It's just a series of gags, and yet it made more. It's the strongest um, July Independence Day weekend opening ever, apparently. Any film, painful, so painful. yeah, I, that sucks. I mean, I didn't see it, <laughs> but I have no plans to either. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not it for that. I'm not the audience, unfortunately. Mm. I love animation in general, but I this is, I don't no. care for the minions. I never, I liked the first film, the first just tickled me well enough. I did not care for the minions in it either. I thought they were annoying. I've never didn't thought like the, the minions one. were interesting. Didn't see the minions movie. Is this like the second or third minions movie? I have no There's idea. Like I think I it's know. just it's a too cash cow for them at this point because oh, it oh, absolutely yeah. is. It seems to me that that's what the mo is over there. A lot of the times, is just kind of find the find cute something that sells. the cute character that can like the cute the char- annoying character side things, whatever, and hope that they get. Pop- I think animation does that a lot in general, but but I think uh, yeah, like the squirrel, like the squirrel. I hate Scrat. If this had been like a series of shorts, I think I would have been okay with it. But it was also this movie is like fifty percent montages, like training montages. I'm just like, what? This isn't a movie. This is just a series of clips like jammed together. Like, what's yeah. happening here? But it apparently beat Transformers: Dark of the Moon, which made 115 million dollars in 2011. Yeah, I'm okay with that being beaten, but sure, I mean, but I'm pretty happy to beat that. <laughs> I I was thinking that beat something I cared about. Beating a Transformers movie with minions. But that means it's also fantastic. beaten everything else that's ever come out over July 4th. It's just like, what? Wait, that's troubling. But right. Transformers just, is Transformers told the July 4th, 4th like we get a record. Movie. Yeah, that was troubling weekend. too. Well, I feel like usually it's like a four-day weekend or three-day weekend and almost yeah. everyone gets it off. And like, yes, you go do if you- It's usually like an action weekend, right? Like a- Yeah, yeah. Like an independence. Yeah, like I, I've- I mean, I actually remember Despicable Me 2 came out the same weekend because it was right over my birthday and I saw it. But um, and I hated it. But uh, Midsummer came out a few years back, um, which was a wonderful time. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it'll vary. But it's... Back, back to the Future, Terminator 2, Spider-Man yeah. 2, uh, Apollo 13, I'm just going to July. Like Independence yeah. Day, Men in Black, Coming yeah. to America... Big Trouble in Little China. Big, big movies. Yeah, big, big movies. movies. Huge movies. Yeah. Huge. Just big, huge movies. Big, big movies. And then Minions, The Rise of Gru. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, like, I, I will, the only thing I will plot about it is that, like, an animated movie has that power. You know, it's like, it's nice when they do well because they have suffered the last I know, but it's just years. like, why, no, why but, couldn't I, something yeah. that deserved it? With substance. <laughs> With substance. Why couldn't do it be like, good? Well, yeah, why did it have to be bad and make all of the monies? Yeah. So it wasn't, no, it was bad. I'm sorry. It was bad. Like, it was just, yeah. uh, I think I watched a bunch of other things, but they have slipped from my memory. So clearly they, I watched Ultimate Girls Trip season two. Well, I did too. I caught up on that. It's yeah. actually, I hate it, but I love it. It's, it's more housewives. It's quite fun. Yeah, it's quite fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's sad. I, it sounds like you've, the, the trauma you've endured has erased been, part of your brain. Like, yep. From yep. watching Minions. Watching Minions made my brain banana. 
Yeah. Well, we'll have a very exciting week next week that will hopefully purge the minions yes. from my memory banks. So thank you yes. both. Thank you. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt. And now a couple of quick follow-up points. So what are negabands? Negabands are relics of the Kree Empire. They transform mental energy into physical energy, and they grant powers. They were originally granted to Captain Marvell by the Kree. Uh, Hank Pym apparently once created a pair. Star-Lord found some at some point. And they can grant increased physical abilities, interstellar flight, energy manipulation, invulnerability, language translation, self-sustenance, so you wouldn't need food, water, or air. Also, they could allow you to survive the deep space vacuum and not get crushed to death. They can grant teleportation and cosmic awareness. So honestly, pretty handy accessories to have. It doesn't seem like Miss Marvel is going to be having, you know, if they are negabands, they are not the full scope of uh, abilities that negabands can grant. But, you know, well, it doesn't seem like that's the direction they're going. And then what is the grandfather paradox? So it's basically the concept that in terms of time travel, it's a logic problem where if you were to go back and kill your own grandfather, or in this case, grandmother, uh, before... The, you know, they had the opportunity to spawn, essentially, you would make your own birth impossible, right? So uh, that's one of the huge issues with time travel. Obviously, we're watching science fiction or fiction in general, so sometimes you have to overlook it. But I do think anytime you muck with a timeline like that, it makes it just a little bit harder to get into a show. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.